Welcome to the Sega Lounge, a podcast dedicated to our love for all things Sega, be it the games, the music, or the community. I'm KC, and each episode I'll be talking to different guests and sharing their passion for Sega. Hello everyone and welcome to a new episode of the Sega Lounge. Thank you so much for downloading or streaming this episode. This week's episode is a little bit different, it's a little bit longer as well, so I won't waste your time on an intro or long outro. Uh, Just wanted to say that this week's episode is special because it is the recording of the live show we did on Radio Sega. And so uh, we did a live show on Thursday, April 2nd, on Radio Sega, a roundtable episode. I'm going to try to do some of these as um, you know regularly as possible. This time we sat down and discussed the recent happenings uh, with Sega this year. We talked about some games that have been released. We talked about games still to be released and what got us excited with Sega this year. If you're into Sega, which I'm sure you are because you're listening to the Sega Lounge, uh, please stick around and take a listen to this week's episode. This week I'm joined by Green Viper 8, Rick and Ryan. Also, if you're not a subscriber yet, if you just found out about the Sega Lounge, please take a moment to subscribe and I hope you enjoy future episodes of the show. At the end of this, I will tell you who next week's guest is... And also stick around because we have our giveaway of a code for Panzer Dragoon Remake. I will be announcing the winner during this show, so please stick around for that. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Sega Lounge, and this week we're doing it live on Radio Sega. Uh, And I'm joined by Green Viper 8, Ryan and Rick. Hello guys, welcome back. Hi. Thanks for having me back. I'm glad we made it through the first music break. Exactly. (laughs) I wasn't sure, to be honest. (laughs) I I could hear it in my mind. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. It's great to be be here with you guys. So we have a lot to talk about, a lot to cover. Uh, Not sure if we'll have time to cover everything that we agreed to talk about. But nevertheless, we'll try to focus on the the things that we are most familiar with. Um, First of all, let me ask you guys, um, so we're well into 2020, unfortunately, it seems. Great year so far. Uh, We're now, uh, it's now April. Your thoughts on Sega's year of 2020 so far? (laughs) More general way. Let's start with Viper, putting you on the spot right now. Because I'm, try- I'm trying to think, what have Sega done this Just year? Good and I'm the or one bad. who's had to pay attention. Um, <laughs> a lot of the stuff, ironically, has actually not really come over to here, the stuff that I've been interested in this year. But we have had a few bits, but mainly it's been uh, farming out farming out a lot of stuff to other publishers for 2020 and other developers, and then the rest of it's kind of we're just patiently waiting on it at this point. Um, but as a whole, I think it's a pretty promising year for Sega. We've not quite hit the heights for me that we had by this point in 2018 and 2019 because we had a lot more on the horizon, but, I mean, can't really blame them. They probably have some stuff that they wanted to talk about, but current climate meant that it's just not right to announce it. This time, I think 
Um, with South by Southwest being cancelled, that was probably where we were going to get another Sonic game. I think the time's kind of right for that at this point. It's been three years, or four years actually, since is it, the is it, last though? announcement. Is it? No, no one wants another one, but there will be another one. <laughs> so <laughs> let's, uh, let's not kid ourselves with that. But I think we're holding back on that and probably a few other things uh, as of the past few months because it just doesn't feel right to announce them because of real world stuff. But the rest of it has actually been pretty positive as a whole we've had streets of rage 4 continuing development and uh, making some quite nice strides and it's looking like it'll be released we've had panzer dragoon remake which uh, has been a bit polarizing which uh, i'm sure will be appreciated to be say after uh, the episode a couple weeks back but as a whole <laughs> i think it's gone down quite well but there's been some complaints but that dev team seems so determined to fix any complaints that people have which actually makes it probably the most commendable release of the year because they haven't just dropped it out and immediately abandoned it they keep refining it which i like and the rest of it stuff like uh, persona 5 uh, royal we finally got over here which is more of the same and not really something that interests me um we had sakura wars which we're still waiting on over in the west and we also had um, hansen and miku over there in japan which we're also waiting for in the west so as as a whole not much in the beginning half of the year but it's certainly a good year to be uh continuing looking forward so to say because we had such a great blast at the end of last year that we're just waiting now on the new batch I'd say, okay. but that's uh, my thoughts on it at least. <laughs> Shorthand to try Apparently, to stop rambling. You're you're too quiet, which is strange. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not, not too sure. loud. Yeah, that's true. So I've I've uh, increased your volume a little bit, but yeah, um, I'm not sure if they mean you're too quiet literally, or they don't want to hear what you're saying. Uh, I don't know. A bit of both. <laughs> one from category A, <laughs> one from category three. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about you, Ryan? Thoughts on what you've experienced from Sega so far this year? I mean, so far it's been uh, a solid year for like ports and remasters from Sega. I mean, um, like the Bayonetta Vanquish uh, two pack is fantastic. Um, you know, if you didn't already have those on PC or whatnot, um, Sonic 2, uh, Sega Ages, Sonic 2 on Switch. Uh, really enjoyed that. Again, it's, you know, it's Sonic 2 again, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, I think it's the best way to, best way to play Sonic 2 in 2020. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, like Viper was saying, Persona 5 Royal, a uh, bit more of the same, but, uh, but, you know, a little bit better, a little bit nicer, um, and then Panzer Dragoon, uh, that's, uh, I was not expecting a handheld version of Panzer Dragoon in 2020, but, uh, here we are. Um, and I think, like, all that's well and good. Like, I love, um, you know, I love Sega revisiting their, you know, back catalog, making things more accessible to, like, a new generation of players, um, you know, even if it is stuff that, you know, came out <laughs> not too long ago, like, you know, Vanquish or Persona mm -hmm. 5, but, um, you know, I like that they're keeping, you know, keeping releasing that classic stuff, but, um, I think the second half of 2020, barring, you know, any unfortunate delays, which are very possible right now, um, I mean, Streets of Rage 4 is a literal dream come true. Uh, for me, and uh, I'm personally really, really stoked about uh, Sakura Wars 
uh, coming over here, I did not expect that to get a Western localization. Um, And then beyond that, uh, Fancy Star Online 2, it's finally here uh, (laughs) in some capacity. And that's, uh, that's, uh, that's pretty exciting. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Okay, Rick, your thoughts so far? Yeah, I think it's been decent so far, but like everybody's saying, a lot of the stuff is to come. So, like, waiting on Sakura Wars, you know, like, waiting on Streets of Rage, like, things like that. Like, I think there's a lot of stuff to look forward to. Uh, I haven't really been catching up with most of the stuff that came out this year so far. I mean, I think the, the last new release I played, I think, was, like, Two Point Hospital, which I was having fun with, but it's one of those things where it's 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 Team Hospital, and it's been staggering a bunch of DLC releases, so I'm still catching up with a whole bunch of that. And I haven't really had a chance to catch up with, like, the latest releases. I... I mean, the, the only uh, ongoing game I'm playing at the moment is Sega Heroes on the mobile, which is doing, just did a big uh, April Fool's event and that kind of thing. But they're having fun on the social media. Like, they're, they're, you know, the 60th anniversary thing is coming up. And I just saw the uh, the new commercial with the new Sega Tessanchiro, his kid. So I think that they've got a lot of stuff planned, but they've obviously had to push a lot of it back or delay it. And like you guys were saying, right? Like, it's South by Southwest. The delays are going to push back everything. But it's... You know, I'm optimistic. It looks like we're going to have a good year. I mean, I can't wait for Panzer Dragoon. I still haven't picked it up. I've heard the Switch version needs a couple of patches to sort of smooth it out gameplay-wise, but it looks like they're actually going to do it rather than just release it and leave it, which is nice. Yeah, it's actually but... been patched today, the first patch. Oh, really? The first nice. major patch, yeah, in the with the, the remastered soundtrack as well yeah so it, it sounds like they're really Re-imagined. putting in the effort and they're really trying this year to do a bunch of cool stuff right like there's a lot mm-hmm. of like post release support for things and there's a lot of fun ha- they're having online and they're doing a lot of stuff on social media that looks like they're trying to build up some hype i'm just curious as to where it's all going yeah definitely definitely agreed but looking just looking at the the, the games that have been released so far so you we had two point hospital on consoles uh, Bayonetta and Vanquish, uh, Panzer Dragon Remake. It's not exactly Sega, but it's a Sega IP. Uh, Fantasy Star Online 2, sort of. Um, the Yakuza Remastered Collection, Persona 5 Royal. Uh, we've had some Sega Ages titles as well, just like Ryan mentioned. So it's a lot, actually. And we're just three months into the year. So that's not bad for, for a star, I think. Not sure if... Everyone's been enjo- enjoying all of these games or most of these games, but I think there's a little something for everyone, so that's not bad at all. Uh, we'll we'll get into that in a, in a little bit. Let's just uh, talk about something else first uh, that was on our list of topics, which is something I think everyone or most people enjoyed, and I wasn't sure I was going to enjoy the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. So... Anyone wants to share their thoughts on that? Who hated it, first of all? And then I can kick you out of the, this conversation. <laughs> That's weird. I thought that would have been you to volunteer for that, first of all. <laughs> I was very shocked that there were like a couple of people in my head that I thought they're not going to like this movie. I'm going to be listening to them complaining about it. And uh, Casey wasn't top of that list. There was another Radio Sega staff member I thought was, but um, Casey was on the list. I was really, really shocked when you came out and said you liked it. Yeah, yeah. I really, I really liked it. I, I saw it when it uh, first came out on opening day, opening night. Uh, when you 
could go to the movies. Remember those days? Yeah. Feels like so long ago. Not even just oh, going to the movies, just the yeah. movie in general. <laughs> those were the days. Yes, yes. And um, the my only complaint was with the, the, the people that went uh, to the same theater with me. So I went with my wife. That's nice. She enjoyed it as well. Not, not, she's not the problem. All the other people there were the problem. They weren't laughing. They weren't enjoying themselves. So, yeah. They were like, I don't know, maybe scared, embarrassed. I don't know. Ashamed. I could like echo Sonic. that sentiment as well. Very strange. Uh, yeah. You heard all these like stories of, oh, everyone got really excited. And there's that one scene which shan't be mentioned, but everyone knows what it is because I think most of us have seen it at this point. That one scene where you kind of expect people to get excited and the audience didn't kind of budge. At all. Yeah. They didn't laugh. They didn't have any sort of reaction to anything. And actually, it kind of spoiled it in a way, but it was also nice because you always hear American theatre horror stories of how loud and obnoxious the audience are. And here, <laughs> they're always dead silent <laughs> for every single film without fail. Yeah, everyone's too civil. That's the problem. Too civil. Yeah, yeah. there needs to be a fine line. And uh, this line was definitely. Uh, Obeyed way too much in this case. <laughs> okay. Gum uh, on Discord is saying, I loved it. There's a specific Eggman scene that had me and my friend crying. Yeah. Uh, and that end scene, the cinema I went to was wild. Yeah. Not really my experience, no. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about you, uh, Ryan? Um, so I, I went to an American theater, uh, because Obviously. I live in America, yes. um, Strange that. but so, um, so I live in Denver, Colorado, and we are fortunate enough to have, uh, multiple, uh, Alamo draft house locations, which are, um, if you're not familiar, uh, they, it's a fantastic, uh, theater change chain of like, um, you know, like, like brews and food and pizza, whatever, um, with the movie. And uh, what's fantastic about seeing movies at the Alamo is they do uh, pre-shows, which are half an hour of, like, you know, they assemble, like, these, like, video clips and uh, <laughs> I've stuff. I've heard of this. <laughs> I think I know this is going. Uh, uh, before the movie and then also they have a strict no talking policy so that's great um but uh so when when we went to see the movie they had this pre-show that was like it was just like old sonic commercials and uh stuff from you know the cartoons the various you know cartoons and clips and stuff and it was like it was super fun to like watch that in the theater and you know i went on uh opening night valentine's day um Same. <laughs> very appropriate yes. um and you know it was just it was just really cool it was a packed theater of you know um mostly people my age uh, mostly people in their 30s um who just were like stoked to see a sonic movie in the theater and uh and i thought that was just like really fantastic and special and then uh you know before the movie started seeing that like sega uh like collage the like official one 
um of like you know all these like sega game clips and stuff like seeing that like in a movie theater yeah. was just uh so cool i don't i don't know if you um had it over there but i remember uh before the release of the dreamcast in the u.s uh some theaters would show like sonic adventure commercial in in the theater like before oh. before a movie and really? uh that's nice e- yeah, and like it just it made me think of that and it was just like a really a really cool like kind of surreal experience to see like I don't know this like video montage with like you know Streets of Rage clips and stuff like on a movie theater for like on a movie screen for this like super mainstream movie. Um and then the movie was a lot of fun as well. Um but it was just it was a cool cool experience. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, I I remember when the the Sega I they they had shared that on on social media and on YouTube as well the Sega logo with all the like screenshots of all those Sega franchises. Uh, but seeing it on the big screen, that was something. Uh, I agree. Yeah. It was great. Great moment. Okay, Rick. What about you? You're the one that hated yeah. it. Ah, no. How could anybody hate this movie? <laughs> so I was, I, I guess we have a good spread because I'm in Canada. So I got to see it with a Canadian audience in the, in the cinema. And Very it was polite. great. Like everybody. Yeah. Like it was, a, it was a good spread. Like there was a lot of adults and kids. There was a lot of like families and couples and stuff like that. There was a bunch of people my age in the middle row where I was sitting. So it looks like we all scoped out the sort of best place to sit online before we went. But like there was a whole bunch of people that they were you know they were laughing at parts they were enjoying the film and you know they weren't too loud they weren't yelling and screaming some kids were kind of like what's that what's this what's that but it was it was fun right like it was a really good time I've been to some movies where it's been an absolute nightmare and a lot of the times I'll skip like the first week or two if I know something's gonna be big just because I don't want to see it with everybody who's gonna yell and shout and scream and stuff but the, the place <laughs> I went to see it was great like it was you couldn't have asked for a better audience really. Like, it actually, you know, usually I, I'd wait till something like that hit DVD and just watch it at home, right? And, like, pull out the projector, throw it on the wall, and sit at home and watch it in my own, like, mini theater. But we went out to support the movie, and it was worth it. I, I don't awesome. know how anyone could hate this movie. Like, yeah, it was fun. I, it, it wasn't super funny, right? But it's it was family-friendly, uh, nice jokes. I love Jim Carrey. Uh, he did a great job there. Uh, yeah, it was genuinely, genuinely a, a good time that I had uh, um, watching the movie. There were like five people, apart from me and my wife. The the other person that was as stoked as I was was a gentleman in his maybe forties, fifties. He was alone, and he really enjoyed the movie. He was the only one apart from me and my wife. Everyone was like. Mm, I can't move. I shouldn't move. I shouldn't laugh. So that was a, a weird experience. But yeah, but the movie was great. Uh, would you like you guys like to see other uh, Sega IPs have like a, a big movie release? Uh, or maybe you mean this you isn't the first one in the Sega Cinematic Universe? <laughs> 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 Let's not talk about for exa- for example the House of the Dead movie. Ooh. Have you guys seen that? <laughs> I no. have not seen that. I've avoided that <laughs> as I have avoided not the had the pleasure. <laughs> uh, you should. You should. It's it's 
so bad. I, I, I think it's just so bad. No, not so bad that it's good. It's just so bad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I watched the Virtual Fighter anime from like the mid 90s. I've seen that. I don't know if that counts. Uh, yeah, I, I've never watched that, but I, I think that's beloved in some way. No, by people. It's, it's all right. I think, yeah. It's fun. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm Ed- counting the upcoming Lupin the Third good. movie. Sorry? I'm counting the up-and-coming uh, Lupin the Third movie as Sega because Sega Sammy owns the property, technically, so that counts to me as a Sega movie. Oh, I didn't <laughs> know that. <laughs> yeah, Moz Animation Studio, the guys that do a lot of the Sonic stuff are doing yeah, the CG yeah, yeah. for it, and it's owned by Sammy, so it's Sega. Like, okay. it counts. That's a good hmm. point. That's a good point. We should add that, that all those soundtracks to Radio <laughs> Viper. <laughs> <clears throat> Loopholes. Okay. I'll ignore that request yeah. until people keep prodding <laughs> me about it. <laughs> in, in, in all seriousness, so, uh, no. Every t- sorry, just in quick, all seriousness, every, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Every time um, I get my hopes up because they always seem to reveal like these Hollywood type Sega movies. Like they did it for Streets of Rage, they did it for Rent a Hero. Sonic was the first time it actually came out, and it wasn't like it was going to. <laughs> like it, it was what seven years before we got it. I think it was announced in 2013. And I did. I was shocked it came out, and likewise, I don't think we're going to get those other movies. But every time I get my hopes up, they say, "Oh, look, we we're adapting this Sega property." They never do, okay. but maybe this will actually prove to them, "Hey, we should do that." It, it was yeah. the biggest. Uh, was it the biggest launch or biggest release, like box office wise, of a video game movie? Uh huh. Like, yeah. So they broke got a few a, records. Somebody's got a. Yeah, somebody in the boardroom's got to be waking up, going, "Well, we own a bunch of stuff." <laughs> And it hasn't even released in Japan, so it means something, right? It's released in a lot of um, the bigger territories, such as video game movies, such as Japan and China, surprisingly. They're like the two huge markets for video game um, Mm -hmm. adaptations, almost. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jamie says, we need to adapt House of the Dead Overkill into a movie. Washington and G on the big screen. Lots of swearing, I say. (laughs) Rated M. What about Typing of the Dead? Can, can that be a movie? <laughs> you have to sit in the audience with What's your cell phone and text in. Oh. Oh. Yeah, okay. someone else has the same idea. Very text. <laughs> okay, yeah. Also, also talking Typing of the Dead movie. Great minds. Yeah. yeah. Eclipse asks, is this episode live? No. We just anticipated that you were going to type that. <laughs> and I'm replying to that, yeah, telepathy. Or time zones. Something like, this something is pre-recorded, obviously. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Typing of the Dead, that's a good one. We should have that. Um, <laughs> maybe about a, a, an elite task force with uh, keyboards that are saving the world from zombies. I don't know. Um other other Sega IPs that you would like to see on the big screen or on the small screen that you think would Kid work? Kid Chameleon. I think Kid mm-hmm. Chameleon <laughs> VR <laughs> jumping through worlds. It's got a lot of uh, premise, Ready Player One experience. style. Okay, okay. 3D, IMAX. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I would mean, love to see uh, Shenmue, but that mm. wouldn't work. That wouldn't work. They would ruin everything if they turned it into a movie, but it would be nice. I think the plot, the story, would make a great movie if well done. 
I think we've had enough superhero movies and meta superhero movies that it's time to do Comic Zone to make fun of making fun of superhero movies. Mm. Mm. That would actually work, I think. Maybe. But just make it 90s as all, like, pure 90s grunge and just do, like, a retro nostalgia 90s movie like Captain Marvel tried. I think we're kind of to the point now where uh, audiences are sick of superhero movies almost. So, yeah, we could we could roughly squeeze that in before they are and uh, tie to them, tie into the fact that they probably are quite sick of them. Yeah, it could work. I see. Yeah, that. make it like a low-budget indie comedy, right? And then if it's uh, if it's not successful, it doesn't matter. It was low-budget bun- uh, low in indie. It's fine. And if it was, we made double the profit. Something like, yeah. like in, in the vein of Deadpool or something. Making fun of everything. Just, yeah, I mean, you have yeah. a guy who gets sucked into a comic book, right? Like, you're dispending your disbelief as soon as you get in there. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie uh, says something. I'm not sure if the world is ready for this. How about a Shenmue, Yakuza, and Judgment Cinematic Universe? And FrostGamer98 mm-hmm. says, throw Streets of Rage and Shinobi in there, and you've got a franchise. So that would be <sighs> like the the ultimate Japanese cinematic cinematic universe. See, are we, are we counting the pre-existing Yakuza movies? Because if we are, that's going to be an awful cinematic universe. But if we're starting <laughs> fresh, it's going to be brilliant. That's we get to counts. do Revenge of Shinobi and have him fight Spider-Man. <laughs> oh, yeah. There we go. That'll sell. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah there yeah, you yeah. go. Done. Just like, just like the game. So, yeah. Awesome. Uh, the the Sega Saturn Shinobi game. Uh, <laughs> do, does anyone remember those cutscenes? Uh, those live-action <laughs> video cutscenes? Never played it. No. Never seen okay. the game. Well, I forgot it existed for a while. <laughs> well, they're fantastic. You should look them up. Um, I would be happy just to see all those cutscenes spliced together and just put them in a movie theater. It's uh, are, are it's they pretty, fantastic pretty as great. in bad or fantastic as in really really good? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> just watch them. Just watch it's, them. It's okay. it's great. I love uh, I love Sega Saturn Shinobi. <laughs> okay. I will. I will. <laughs> I have a feeling it's not that amazing, but okay. I'll I'll, I'll watch them. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Jamie says Shinobi fighting Spider Man, Batman, the Terminator, and of course Godzilla on the big screen. Yeah, that would be a great cinematic universe. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way licensing the rights would get in the way of that. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's not like. It's Disney or anything in the way. Um, Eclipse says, I actually think Gunstar Heroes would make a good movie as well. It has a very interesting story. I agree with that. I think it would make an awesome anime. No, get Vin Diesel and and Dwayne Johnson and all of those. Scarlett Johansson to play every female in the film. Exactly. Jack Black as Red. (laughs) I can see that now. Jack Black is Red. Yeah. Uh, Scarlett Johansson as the female character. Oh, the really? female because character, including because, the background because characters. We need, because we need a female character. Yeah. Okay. I would legit <laughs> like to see any kind of fantasy star movie because you could go from the actual feudal era fantasy stuff into the sci-fi space stuff within one movie, and I think that would be cool to see. You know, in regards to what would be cool, everything basically would be cool. Right. Uh, some of them For would us, work. Yes. I think. Yeah, I think Fantasy Star could work. That's a, a good, a good point there. Not sure if they're inclined to do it, but maybe. 
if they see the success of Sonic, well, seeing the success of Sonic, they will just release a sequel to Sonic. So, yeah. More Sonic, yes. I cannot wait for Sonic 2. Uh, now available on fan. the Switch as part of the Sega Ages collection. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Rolling it back around. Yeah. And that's a great segue into our next topic, which is uh, recent games that Sega has released and your thoughts on it. So we, we just mentioned a few of them. Um, Bayonetta and Vanquish, uh, Sega Ages Sonic 2, Panzer Dragon Remake, Fantasy Star Online 2, Two Point Hospital, Yakuza Remastered, uh, Persona 5 Royal. Would you guys like to just uh, focus on your favorite so far or one that you played more and share your thoughts on that uh, uh sure i'm tr i'm trying to think out of the two which one i want to talk about more but i class one of them more as a t 2019 game so i guess my game which uh, kind of spoils one of the latest segments <laughs> is that it's gonna be it's gonna be um project eva mega mix also known as mega 39s in japan because it was a strange announcement in the it's a series that probably should have been on Switch ages ago. It's a game that is exactly the same, pretty much, the PS4 version, yet I strangely found myself sucked back into it. It just works with the form factor. Um, so it is just mainly a port of the PS4 version with slightly less pretty graphics, although art styles are entirely subjective. But as a whole, it's been my game of the year so far, but I think I'm waiting for something with a bit more meat on its bones, so to say, coming along. But the song selection is pretty good. I'm not really selling it as my game of the year so far, <laughs> I've kind of realised. Um, but it's more of the same of a game that I already really loved and gushed millions of times over, so it's difficult to add anything beyond that that I haven't already covered before in previous shows or on even on the Sega Lounge before, I think. But the the new song selection's nice. The new uh, the new ability to play it on handheld is life changing. It means I don't have to turn my PS4 on anymore, which I always consider a positive. <laughs> uh, <laughs> less time using Sony consoles is superior. But it's that, and also just the 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 convenience of being able to just play it wherever I go quickly, pull it out, play a three minute song, put it away again is genius and something that shouldn't have taken, in my opinion, as long as it did. To come to the Switch in the first place, they should have just immediately stuck something like Project Mirai on the 3DS game and uh, called it a day, rather than waiting three three or so years to get this going. But as a whole, it's a great package if you already enjoyed the series, um, and it adds generally a lot of features that you would expect and nothing more. It's the perfect addition that doesn't really lend itself much to talking about, so <laughs> I'll cut it short there. <laughs> so is, is the music selection good? By the way, I haven't seen basically anything apart from what you've said on your show or music you've played i haven't really looked at this game yet i'm excited so, but when it comes out i'll get it and i'll see for myself but yeah so so i had a lot of uh, horses placed on this game in the sense that i got it physical and digital and i ended up getting the collector's edition so i have some sort of bias as to how good the song selection in the game is um it takes Future Tone, which was the PS4 game, or technically an arcade game, it takes that that game's 200 and something and chops it in half. There's only 100 songs in this game, but that's to be expected because in order to fit it on a Switch, 200 songs is quite a lot of songs combined with massive music videos and a whole big lighting engine and that sort of thing. So in yeah, the end... A Switch, they a Switch is a portable system, so it's very small. You can't fit all the music there. The size... 
Technically, Sorry. yes. Sorry, bad, um, bad joke. I, bad joke. Yeah. I know, but <laughs> I tried to, <laughs> I tried to ignore it and move on anyway, but <laughs> it didn't work. <laughs> so, um, I, I'm trying to roughly remember how big it is. I think it is strangely enough half the size of the game, but I think it's still pretty big for a Switch release. But it wasn't as big as I was expecting. But what it means is that. They had to make the choice of what songs do we leave out from the original and what songs do we need to leave in. And I think the song selection is not songs I would have picked, uh, in that they weren't my favourites from the PS4 game, but they were still really good songs, and the new new selection is miles better than the new selections in previous games, if that makes any sort of sense. So mm-hmm. it's not stuff that I would immediately go out of my way to recommend people, but it's stuff that I went, oh yeah, I, I listen to this now, and I actually rather enjoy this. So it's a nice eye-opener rather than fan-favourite tracks probably um so if you're looking for your favorites keep an eye on the dlc because they are doing a dlc selection sadly uh, if you've got money keep an eye on the <laughs> dlc otherwise just indulge in some new some new songs that you might not have heard before because that's where the enjoyment of the series always came into me is just discovering new genres almost new types of music new musicians that i'd never heard of previously yeah so that's where the enjoyment factor comes from for me yeah i think so too yeah okay uh rick your turn. Yeah. Well, I know it's not... I know the, the Yakuza collection is the new release, but it wasn't up until this year or la- early, late last year that I actually started playing Yakuza for the first time because it hit PC finally. And that take took up basically most of my December. I started with a Zero and ended up playing Kiwami before I even knew what was going on. And I'm now holding off from playing 2 because... It's just so easy to jump into and go with. Like I, I, I've been eyeing the series from a distance for a while, hoping it came to PC, and then as soon as it did, it was everything I was hoping for and more. Um, so I've been, you know, sinking all my hours into silly mini games and playing Pocket Circuit Racing and <laughs> pretty much wringing out every minute of time you can spend in those games. <laughs> but as of like a recent release, I guess Two Point Hospital is probably the the one thing I've spent the most time in recently. As one of the old uh, bullfrog diehards, I was kind of glad to see them come back finally and do something. And it's basically, you know, theme hospital again. But it's nice to see that again. Even though nowadays, I guess that would kind of be more suited as like a mobile game because it's kind of one of those, you know, it's suited very much so to be like a casual mobile kind of building game rather than like a a, a more in-depth sim. It's uh, it's been fun to play. It's just you know, I guess in current climate, it's a little weird to be sitting indoors during a quarantine playing a game about running a hospital and watching people get sick. So I've been kind of not playing it as much. Yeah, yeah like it's just yeah. a really laid back, casual, you know, chill kind of game. It's fun to to build up the hospital and you know, put all the stuff in, win all the designs, you know, sort out all the rooms and see all of the stuff. Like you don't really play it for the challenge. That's, it's it's know, like when, a, when you... a silly game, right? The, the the humor and everything. Yeah, yeah. It's very, like it's it's really British in its sense of humor, which is one of the reasons why I really liked it when you know when it was theme hospital and theme park back in the day. So there's a lot of silly things like you know people who turn invisible and people who dance like Michael Jackson and that kind of thing, and you have to cure them with stupid machines that you know have like the. I think in this one it's Freddie Mercury, so the guy thinks he you know he he's called like a rock star, but he looks like Freddie Mercury, and you have to cure him <laughs> and like rip the mustache off and stuff. <laughs> but that's you know it, it's very goofy it's very silly and yeah. light-hearted which is nice but there's it's not def- really uh... definitely uh, in my wish list i just with other things 
uh, taking my time these days. I haven't had the time to. It, it's a Check big time sink, and they are putting an absolute ton of DLC, and, like, there's so much support for this game, like, so many extra, like, little mods and DLCs and modes and, and like, seasons and things like that. Mm. Okay, yeah. Great. That's a great one. Ryan, which one yeah, is your Yeah, I mean, I guess for me, <laughs> um, my most exciting Sega game for 2020 has been a Sega game from 2012, uh, <laughs> Fancy Star Online 2. Um, you know, PC I mean, when, <laughs> yeah, when. <laughs> I, when, I don't, man. I don't know how to help your port bagging. Um, but, uh, yeah, Ryan, I, please. I've obviously been playing it on, on an Xbox. Um, but, uh, you know, fancy star online, it's, uh, you know, top five game all time for me. Uh, it's maybe the video game i've put the most amount of like pure hours in overall um you know my favorite game from you know one of my favorite series so you know i've been uh i've been watching uh you know pso2 you know enviously for uh for years um and so to finally actually get to play it uh is really exciting like that first uh beta weekend um i probably played like 20 hours that weekend of it which isn't which i I mean i know some people like do that like every weekend uh with video (laughs) games but that's uh kind of a thing that doesn't really happen for me uh anymore kind of you know like with my you know, being older and my job and everything, like, I don't really ever do that. So that was like the first time like I was just like laid out on the couch for like an entire weekend playing one game. And uh, it's phenomenal. Um, You know, it's uh, like we kind of knew like I kind of knew what to expect uh, going into it. But I guess I didn't expect just the sheer amount of content in the game. Um, and it's, it's a blessing and a curse in a way. Like, I feel like one of the things with, you know, the original PSO was there was, you know, only so much you could do and you ended up doing the same things over and over again. Um, you know, running the same, uh, the same dungeons. Cause you know, there were initially kind of only four, um and you know just the grind of it and everything and here there's just like you you never are not full of like side quests and like things to do um and it's almost overwhelming at times because like it's a it's very much of that like free to play uh mmo model where there's just like there's like 80 different kinds of currencies 80 different kinds of side quests (laughs) to be doing like um, you know, events happening constantly. Um, and it's like, it's, it can be a little bit overwhelming at times. Um, but still like, you know, the gameplay is so solid. The art design is amazing. It, you know, it totally captures that like PSO feel. Um, and you know, it's just, it's super addictive. It's super fun to play. Uh, it's really simple to like pick up and play. It's not like, 
you know, something like, oh, you know, World of Warcraft or Final Fantasy 14, where you need mm-hmm. to be like going on the internet and watching videos of like how to run a dungeon and like looking at spreadsheets of like what to do with your character and stuff like it's, it's a lot more simple than that. And it's, you know, it's pure action. Um, but I love it. I'm so happy it's here. I hope I do hope it comes to like more platforms. Um, I think, you know, PC and Switch are key are going to be key platforms for the game. PS4 as well. Um, and I hope it like gets out there. I hope there's cross play so that everyone can just uh, play and enjoy the game regardless of what uh, platform they're on. Yeah. Was it worth the wait? Uh, well, you know, that's hard to say. Um, yeah, uh, it is, it is, uh, it is worth the wait. Um, because like, it's otherwise like we don't have more fancy star online and that's sad. Um, you know, I, I feel like PSO should be, you know, a constant, uh, in the gaming landscape. Um, cause it is that, it is just that good and people love it. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'd I'd say it's worth the wait. Like, I think it's going to, um, you know, kind of come down to what sort of, um, you know, scene and community uh, starts, you know, revolving around it. Um, mm-hmm. So that's where I'm just, I'm hoping it gets to more platforms soon. Um, I mean, I know, like, Microsoft isn't the most popular game company, uh, you know, within the gaming community, but I think it's like, I, I think it's pretty awesome and commendable that they, you know, sought out the localization and like, I mean, it's, it's resulted in some kind of annoying exclusivity, but they like, you know, they kind of made this happen. Um, and so that's, uh, it's pretty rad because I honestly didn't know if it was ever going to happen. So, um, yeah, so I'm glad it's, I'm glad it's out there. I'm glad, you know, people can play it. I hope, uh, more people can play it and Sega continues to support it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully people support it as well. As long as it's in more platforms, more people can support it and then, with the strong community behind it, maybe it'll get more updates, and maybe it'll get we'll get PSO three soon as well. <laughs> Who knows? We don't even have two yet, but okay. Uh, over here, Viper, you tried the game as well, right? Thoughts? Briefly, but I did try it. Um, yeah, my main thoughts were kind of subdued in the sense of I only got to play it briefly, so I didn't get that. I hear it's a very slow burn game, so I didn't get the full extent of the content and what to expect. But generally, I I quite enjoyed it. It's not really ever been my genre of game, but it's such a mm-hmm. momentous occasion. This huge um, built-up game has finally come out that I just had to try it um, during its open beta period because I couldn't get myself onto the closed beta period. Um, generally, pretty, yeah, pretty sound, solid experience, even though I was playing in a different country to where I was intended to be you know I didn't notice any uh, input latency any latency from the server that type of thing which I thought I was going to expect so that would have impacted my opinions on the rest of it but gameplay's fun community seemed pretty nice as a whole I didn't get onto the community that the rest of the RS seems to be on so that was great but <laughs> so I got I had to interact with normal people Ugh, Green but... Viper the Outcast 
Oh yeah, that's always been me. But um, I think if I were to play it again now, I'd probably mess about with the class system a bit more. I'm not, I'm sure it's not called class, but that's how I see it. Mm. I'd mess about with my character type, all that sort of stuff, just to get that perfect combination. But I enjoy hashtag it. sultry, hashtag sultry indeed. But I enjoyed <laughs> what I initially went with. Uh, but I feel like there was a bit more for me in the game. Like I, it didn't feel like I'd picked the perfect class it just felt like a pick one that i enjoyed Mm -hmm. so it's it's going to be one because if we're to believe the rumors the game has been rated for europe as of like two weeks ago so i'm kind of holding off on playing it again because i'm i'm keeping hopeful but look what keeping hopeful led to last time (laughs) it led it led to what eight years of waiting (laughs) technically seven 2027 or 2028 we'll get the game over here (laughs) yeah then after that we'll wait another three years to get it on pc my platform of choice and uh we'll be all good (laughs) but i i think i shouldn't hold off on it but at the same time i don't want to go through the pain of having to transfer my character to my european account and then have to go through the hassle of transferring it to pc because i'm sure they'll mess up the steam link somehow and um but i don't kind of want to start on it yet but i want to start on it but i don't because i don't want to have to go through the hassle of losing my choices choices exactly Ah, (laughs) what do i do okay just wait till it becomes epic store exclusive (laughs) oh don't joke about that pain Um, that's all i can feel yeah (laughs) <laughs> okay so my my pick is not really a pick uh i haven't played apart from sega ages sonic 2 i haven't had much time to to play the newest sega games i'm familiar with the yakuza series but i've been playing a little bit little little bit of uh pen's dragon remake uh, as i'm sure ryan has as well uh, mm-hmm. right ryan a little bit yeah yep so mm-hmm. i this is a strange one for me cuz i haven't played the original I missed out on the the Saturn, uh, both the console and the games. So apart from the ones that were remastered and re-released or a few that I actually played uh, with a friend back in the day, um, I'm not familiar with with many of the the Saturn big games. Panzer Dragoon, I remember seeing, uh, I told this many times, in a mall, I think. There was a demo station and... I remember being quite impressed by the the graphics, by the look of the game. Never played it back in the day. So I can't really um, judge this remake based on what what the original was. I think it looks nice. Uh, (laughs) Obviously, the the graphics look much better. Um, But the game was updated today. Um, I can't say that I, I... I felt a little... I think it controls a little bit better now compared to last week when it first released. I tried the game before the show. Uh, I think it controls a little bit better. There's a new soundtrack, a remastered or remade soundtrack by uh, Saori Kobayashi, who made the the Orta in Saga soundtracks as well. Um, I can't say that I was able to hear the music properly over the sound effects. <laughs> within oh, the game yeah, the audio mix i hear is i was awful. trying to i was trying to uh, the first track is iconic right so i was okay i'll try the first level the first episode and i was trying to listen i don't think it works as well as the original does um with the action that's going on as well but maybe i'll try to lower the the volume of the sound effects next time and, and see if it happens if it's it helps 
maybe if we listen to it outside the game, it's better. Uh, but I'm afraid that my first impression is, uh, yeah, it's not as great as the original, which is sad because I love Saori Kobayashi's uh, soundtracks. The music that she composes is is amazing. Uh, but I think, at least for the, the few minutes that I played in the first track, the first episode of the game, I think the original is a little bit better. But we'll see. Maybe it's a question of time. Maybe. If I retry it, maybe I'll like it more. But that said, uh, people have been, uh, as Viper said, this has been a polarizing uh, release. Some people love it. I think diehard fans love it, some of them. Some are bashing the game left and right, um, which is nice. It's always nice <laughs> to have controversy surrounding your game. But uh, Forever Entertainment um, seems to be, uh, you know, uh, an interested publisher in the game. They want to uh, make the game better. They want to patch things. They want to listen to the community. They've been listening. They've been replying to all those angry comments online as well. So that's that's promising as well. And whatever feedback they get from this one, they'll try to apply to the remake of Zvi, which is coming, I think, this year as well to Switch and PC. At least Switch. We don't even know when it comes to PC as well, so, yeah. Right, Viper? <laughs> they changed the Steam page to coming soon. Yes, <laughs> It's not even not coming winter. in winter anymore. No, winter <sighs> is not coming. <laughs> winter is never coming. It's permanently cancelled. <laughs> That's yeah. such a strange situation to me. It appears they've just dumped that port in favour of uh, fixing the Switch version, which... I've been desperately holding off on because it's like, oh, I got limited run coming, and I know I'm gonna want it on PC when it comes out, so I really shouldn't buy it digital. For all I don't know, all this controversy and at the same time all the nice stuff is making my trigger finger really itchy because I, I just want to play it and see what it's like. Because as someone who's never played the original, does it have merits on its own, uh, or or if, even a game not having merits is a merit to me, like. If the game falls short, <laughs> but I can see what the team have done, then that makes it a good game in my eyes. But that's me. I love a story behind a game as much as I love the game itself. Yeah. So I, I love talking to, to Ben uh, a couple of weeks back uh, on, on the Sega Lounge. Uh, he seems like a, a nice guy. He seems to enjoy the game, enjoy the community. So they really, really tried to make the game as, as best as they could. But, you know, you can't please everyone. So... Yeah, I don't know. I actually enjoyed what I've played. It's not really my type of game, per se, uh, an on-rail shooter, but I enjoyed it. Uh, can't say if it's better, as good as or worse than the original, because I've never played the original. Yeah. I know I suck, because I never had a Saturn. Yeah. Okay, but Viper, I have a solution for you. Did you enter our competition to win... Uh, a code for Panzer Dragoon remake on the Switch. This is the part where I meant to be good and say yes, but I didn't. You didn't. <gasps> so you'll actually you, no, I you, did. Oh no, you did. Hang on. You did. What day of the week is it? I forgot. I did enter it. <laughs> yes. Okay. So uh, when we come back after this short break, I'm going to be uh, announcing the winner, the big winner of our giveaway, courtesy of Forever Entertainment, a free code. For the European, the PAL version of um, Panzer Dragoon Remake on the Switch. So if you have a, a European account, 
even if you're not in Europe, you can play this. <clears throat> Were you, Viper, <laughs> the chosen one? We'll see. We'll see. We'll draw a winner at random when we come back from this short, short break. <laughs> If you're here, it's likely you're a SEGA fan. Ever wanted to listen to a radio station that plays nothing but SEGA video game music and remixes, lets you request your favorite songs, and even has live shows hosted by other SEGA fans? Radio SEGA is exactly that. Head over to RadioSEGA.net and start listening now, or register a free account to create a list of your favorite songs and start requesting. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7. Welcome back to the Sega Lounge, right here on Radio Sega. We're doing it live this week, and I'm here with Viper, Rick, and Ryan. Let, try to say that three times really, really fast. It's um, quite well. <laughs> Yes. Uh, thank you so much for listening. I hope you've been enjoying the show so far. There's uh, a few things to talk about still. By the way, we played some music. We played um, from Snatcher, One Night in Neo Kobe City, requested by uh, Rick, and also DJ Kawashi. Kawashi? Yeah. From Streets of Rage 4, requested by Viper. Thank you guys for those tunes. And now it's time for that giveaway of a free code for Panzer Dragoon remake on the Switch. Um, if you're if you're not sure if you should buy it or not, you, you shouldn't. Just wait for uh, this contest. Maybe if you're the lucky winner, you'll get it for free. So according to my randomizer, I now have in front of me the name of... Uh, one of 171 people who entered. Um, and the winner was entry 151. The name of the person is... Green Viper... No, not Green Viperate. Sorry. Sorry, Viper. Ooh. Oh, no. Feel Actually. sorry for me, please. Yeah. So the name of the winner is Sriram... Suresh, and I'm sorry yes. if I butchered your name. <laughs> yes, yay! <laughs> you needed a hype man, and uh, that happened to be me in this instance. <laughs> That's your alias, right? So, from Singapore, actually. Hello, Singapore! Um, Suram Suresh, you have won uh, a, a free code for Panzer Dragoon Remake. I will email you the details and the code um, whenever I can after this show ends. So congratulations if you're listening, which I highly doubt it. Um, yay. Celebrate. Let us know. At Radio Sega, at the Sega Lounge, whatever. Okay, back to our discussion, our topics of the week. So we've talked about games that have been released. Your thoughts, my thoughts. Uh, so it's time to talk a little bit about upcoming releases that we already know are coming from uh, Sega. So the... The one that I think came out yesterday, Persona 5 Royal. Yeah. Has anyone tried it yet? No. I have. No. Uh, you have? 
Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thoughts? <laughs> I have it. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, you're you're, you're a big Persona Five fan, right, Brian? Uh, I'm a I'm a middle Persona Five fan. Okay. Um, I'm a big Persona series fan. Oh. Um, I two and three especially are my two favorite in the series. Uh, if anyone's keeping track at home, um, but yeah, per- I didn't actually finish uh, Persona Five uh, originally uh, in the original release, but. Um, and it was funny because it was like, oh, well, you know, I don't have time for this game. Like, I just, I don't have time to play this game, uh, etc. which was true. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, everything happens in the world that, um, <laughs> that, uh-oh, so I'm, I'm seeing people <laughs> working now, working now. Yeah, yeah. I apologize. I apologize. Nothing happened for the podcast listeners. <laughs> nothing, nothing happened for the podcast listeners. Carry on. Great. Yes, yes. I'll just keep going then. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, I didn't finish uh, Persona Five in its original release. Um, but then this new version, uh, you know, released. It's and it's like pretty much the best reviewed game of the year so far um last time i checked it was like sitting in the mid 90s on metacritic um so i was like well you know maybe this would be a good time to i have a lot more free time on my hands uh working from home now uh you know maybe this would be a good time to uh to you know revisit it and um you know, playing the game again uh, has like a new opening and stuff, and there's some you know there's new features here and there, like additional uh, additional content and stuff. But um, I think the the big thing that I noticed uh, to me is I I'm playing it on a PS4 Pro, and I feel like the visuals just pop a lot more. Like it was always a game with like a great uh, sort of um, art style that you know translated really well on whatever you were playing it on um but it looks like just really nice and clean um and it's just really really appealing to look at um but you know it's it's kind of more of the same uh it's a <laughs> lot of exactly the same um so i think it's a cool thing for uh people like myself who just never finished you know, the original release, um, you know, it's a good excuse to kind of go back to it. And I think, you know, obviously people love Persona 5. Like, people yeah, like yeah. love this game. So I think it's really cool and exciting for um, f- for fans to, uh, you know, get to revisit it with like some some cool new stuff. So I think it's a it's a cool release. I mean, there's some argument around like the sixty dollar price tag, um, and everything. But um, yeah, I I think like if you're a specific person, <laughs> like uh, then I think this is a really a really cool like kind of second chance at the game. Okay, uh, what's new? Oh, Basically, uh, I think a, a character, right? No. Yeah. Yep. There's a new a new character who seems really cool. Um, from what I've seen, um, there's like a grappling hook mechanic. There's um some new like just mechanical like systems stuff in it. And you know I'm not like an expert enough on Persona Five to like really you know be able to like <laughs> break down why these things are like 
good or bad like the when it comes to like the mechanics and the systems mm-hmm. um but mostly it's just like more of everything <laughs> um it's you know it's a hundred hour game that's now like a 150 hour game um Yay. apparently so uh yeah i mean it's a good uh it's a good game to you know for a stay-at-home order uh that's for sure oh yeah didn't have time <laughs> to finish persona 5 Here's 50 more hours. Uh, yeah. And you got to yeah. start from scratch as well. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's the beauty of it. What, when did it, uh, the original come out? Uh, two years ago? Was it, was it three years ago, wasn't it? Over three here, years I think. already? Because I, th- I was thinking through this as we were talking. I was thinking, it's a bit scummy of them to resell the same game so quickly. And then I thought through yeah. it. Like, Hang on, it was three years ago it came three out. Three years ago. Okay. It was that, either that's a bit March better. or April 2017. And it was 2016 in Japan, as far as I remember. So okay, it's actually that's a bit not better. as bad as I thought it was. Yeah, yeah. That's a bit better. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's less of uh, a sting. Yeah, I, I, I only played Persona 4 Golden. Uh, like the game, but I, I, you know, JRPGs, turn-based RPGs, I, I struggle with them. Yeah, it's too much time. Yeah, the grinding and everything. But uh, maybe one day I'll try this one. I don't know. Rick and Viper, are you guys planning on getting Persona Five Royal? Um, at some point, yeah. <laughs> I had my eyes. I actually had my eyes on the original. Uh, Persona 5 for a while and it's the thing that Persona 5 fans hate you do which is I partially got interested in it through Smash Bros I kind of <laughs> had interest in it before but I was like oh actually um, I kind of like the characterization they portrayed of Joker in that game and that was what made me interested as opposed to just oh this is this looks really stylish and I like the music which is the default de facto brand new Persona 5 fan who got into it through Smash kind of mindset but the <laughs> characterization seemed quite interesting to me and I liked the level of momentum so I'd always had my eye on it but it I don't know how it is in the US and Japan but in the UK because it was it's it sold pretty well during its first few weeks but afterwards it kind of staggered a little bit so it was quite difficult to find the original Persona 5 and if you could it was quite often either in bad condition or expensive so I was holding off until this one and then this one just hasn't come out around the right time. There's just too much other stuff that I've still got left stacked up that it doesn't seem right to start, as we've mentioned, a 150-hour RPG now. <laughs> but potentially it might be like a good sort of summertime-ish game when we kind of have nothing else confirmed for now. But it's one that I definitely want to try and jump in. It's not my cup of tea, but it it seems interesting enough to where it's grabbed me despite the genre distaste from myself personally, like you kind of mentioned with your uh, ugh, JRPGs type thing a second ago persona 4 golden it's kind of grabbed me like that so i'm interested i can't say i'll ever finish it i can't say i'll even get far but i'm interested to start it which is more than i can say about the rest of the series which might disgruntle some people but yeah the premise seems interesting enough to me to want to grab it at some point which is more than i can i can say about a lot of jrpgs yeah i i agree and the music's great the soundtrack is amazing and I'm kind of mm-hmm. curious. As the more I listen to the the songs, uh, I get more curious about where did they use this? What setting is this for? Uh, especially some of the more laid back, chill uh, songs. I I wonder where in the game they play, because it's an RPG did, with battles and whatnot. So yeah. Did any of you play the Persona Rhythm games? Uh, nope, I that they released not. for three, four, or five. 
I was very interested in those, but they were just so expensive. Um, in tip, it it was. If they'd done them separately, I definitely would have played them. But they did them mm. in all one package, and you had to buy it along, like the soundtrack CD and all this other stuff. And it was just, oh, I just yeah. want to buy the game. Was my problem, but no, I didn't. I'm not. I'm not a big enough Persona fan to justify buying those games. If I think those are mainly for fans that want more from from the franchise, more from their characters, or for people who are big, big, huge rhythm game fans, which (coughs) I I am a little bit, but yeah, (laughs) like Viper, but not as much as Viper. No, definitely not as much. If you if you like uh, Persona music and you know you like the like Project Diva, the Miku games and stuff uh-huh. like that, I think it's like a really a uh, good uh, good fit. Yeah, the price was uh, was something. Um, I actually I imported the Japanese Vita versions of each game, um, and I got them for like less than twenty bucks each. Um, so I'm just throwing that out there as a suggestion. <laughs> um, I typically, uh, prefer to play rhythm games on handhelds anyways. Um, cause like, I like Same just here. having it in my face with, you know, headphones on. Um, but Hashtag yeah, that's a, that's a good, good, good option. Uh, yes. you know, Sul- you. sultry as well. Yes. Uh, I was going to bring that up actually because one of the complaints I had that actually put me off buying the game in the end and not sucking up and buying the price tag was kind of the size of the screen. The HUD is massive in the Persona dancing game, so I oh, forgot yeah. there is. I forgot there was actually uh, Vita ports of three and five. So you've mentioned that that's made the package quite tempting now because um, four on P's Vita was just right. It felt like from all the footage I'd seen and kind of off screen from having seen friends play it. It felt just right, so having three and five on there might actually make the deal a bit more tempting, and also price. Price is extremely yeah. important to me. Yeah, so. to us all, <laughs> especially now. <laughs> Cheap skates. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Keep your hands off my video games. Okay. Yeah. So, what about you, Rick? Any of the upcoming games that we we had in our list, like Sakura Wars, Project Eva, Streets of Rage Four? Persona 5 Royal, anything that you were excited about? I have been super tempted to pick up Streets of Rage 4, but I know Limited Run have just announced two versions of the game that they're doing, but I know that there's a third edition of the game that's coming, which is going to be an even more elaborate special edition, and I want that. I don't know what's going to be in it, but they've announced that there was like a regular physical and then the classic edition, but there's going to be a limited edition collectors coming as well. Okay. Nice. And I need to know nice. what's in it because Streets of Rage, <laughs> I've been following Streets of Rage 4 for ages and it looks fantastic and a couch co-op beat-em-up is, is perfect for me because me and the missus play most of our games co-op together. Uh, that's the main thing I'm waiting on. Along with, you know, the inevitable Fantasy Star Online on PC. When that comes out, I am moving into that game. And I'm just going to live in it. Because I've been waiting (laughs) since the Dreamcast to play that. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much my favorite. I think Streets of Rage 4 is basically what everyone's looking forward to. I am. I know I am, yeah. It's, It's like a dream come true. And especially since it really looks good. And it really looks like it's not just a um a basic streets of Ra- a, a basic sequel to streets of rage but it's actually improved and adapted to modern times as well not sure if you guys are getting the same feeling from the footage that we've we've seen 
one hundred percent. I've seen yeah. Uh, yeah. I've seen a lot of people actually quite doubtful, but I'm not really sure why. I think it just comes down to the art style and people not gelling with it. But Liz- Lizard Cube and Dot uh, Mu cut their teeth so well with Dragon's Trap that I don't have a single mm-hmm. concern with this game. And if anything, yeah. it looks like they've actually taken that formula and just kind of cranked it to the max, um, injected it with all sorts of uh, weird stuff, and it it looks like that game, but just significantly. Like they'd they'd taken into account everything that people would. Oh, I didn't see many complaints, but anything that people kind of had nitpicks with, they improved in terms of the art style and the presentation of the whole package. And it seems like they've really found their groove. And I'm completely happy actually that they took over the reins because it's important to remember we've currently got all this like uh, negativity around the fact that Sega are doling out their old IPs to um, third party publishers and third party developers. But Streets of Rage, aside from the first game always was developed by a third party. It was just a trusted third party. So actually that doesn't concern me at all, that the fact that the fourth game is also going third party, but just being kind of cheered on from the sides by Sega, if that makes some sort of sense. And I think the key word there is trusted. In this case, I trust Lizard Cube. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Yeah, so I, I'm really not concerned about with the end product, the finished product, but... Um, I think it's better that they, um, I don't know, lease their, license their their IPs and um, use other parties to to develop and publish their games than not to have anything from our beloved IPs in 20 years or 15 years or whatever it is. So as long as the companies that they choose as their partners are good developers are people who understand how the game, the original games work. And I think these guys do, um, as long as they love the IPs as much as we do, I think we're good. And so far, I think they've actually ticked all those boxes. And I think based on what we've seen, even if some of the games, um, one in particular, but even then it's not fallen too far from the mark, which is, uh, Panzer Dragoon, as we just talked about, you know, it's only fallen slightly and they're picking it up again. The point being is that they kind of screened them, proved they're huge fans of this franchise, or they understand what people like about it, and they understand themselves what gameplay aspects work. Every single one of these publishers they seem to have handed this out to so far, even sort of including Sonic Mania, which was kind of internal. They just seem to get it, more so than the internal staff do. So leave the internal yeah. staff to to do the new stuff, and almost leave the fans slash the trusted developers to do the old stuff. And I don't have a problem with that. Some people seem to, but... I just think we get more quality games. We get more stuff than we would if we just left it to Sega. And quite frankly, I think we get better stuff than if we yeah. just left it to Sega. I agree. I yeah. Agree. I, th- I think with a franchise like Streets of Rage that has been like out of commission for so long, it's like there's, I mean, yeah, I would, I would love it if it was like Sega internally developing all these games and like, you know, the Sega we remember from the 90s, like you know, firing on all cylinders, like, that would be fantastic. But you have to wonder, like, how many people who worked on the original Streets of Rage trilogy are even still at Sega? Um, And so, like, I mean, it's kind of like, no matter what, you're sort of handing this over to a new team, even if you do do it internally. Because um, I'm just assuming that many of those, you know, key programmers and, you know, art directors and stuff, like, weren't, or aren't there anymore definitely yeah and uh what about the the music by the way 
I've seen some complaints about the soundtrack. Uh, people just like the um, the Yuzu Koshiro tracks, <laughs> for example. Uh, any thoughts on that? I personally well, I... don't mind the music that I've heard so far. I liked it. I think it's good to get a fresh feeling, even soundtrack-wise. What about you guys? I could just gush over the soundtrack all day, and I quite frequently have done. Um, on one hand, I'm very sad that we lost Hideki Naganuma. But on the other oh, hand, true. we got like three artists that I love in his place. So I can remain angry for a bit, but not angry for too long. We've got, I'm trying to think who we've got. We've got Yuzu Kashiro. We've got quite a lot of the uh, other team. I can't I can't remember his name all of a sudden. You just played a track from him. Uh, yeah, Motohiro, Motohiro Kawashima. Thank you. Yeah, that, <laughs> I wasn't close to that, to be honest. But we got him. Uh, we I'm trying to remember the others. They've just all gone from my head. We've got people like Scattle, who did, um, I believe, Hotline Miami, but also the new Meat Boy soundtrack. Uh, there was just a lot of names. But when I looked through the list, I went, wow. Oh, also a couple of the Mega Man people from the NES Mega Man games. And I looked through the list. And it's, this is an all-star list of composers they've got for this game. Mm-hmm. I would have been happy with just Yuzu Koshiro, although I know that wasn't an option back when the game first was being teased and everyone desperately wanted him. But even if they just said, we got him to do a couple tracks and we've got a different composer to do the rest of them, I would have been happy. But they just keep pulling these amazing names from out of the hat. And every couple of weeks they go, oh, by the way, we've got this person. I go, oh, wow, I know them from that soundtrack that I love and this person from that soundtrack and... So I say we lost Hideki Naganuma, which was a bit of a sting, but the rest of the um the team is great and I put my full faith in them once again. It just seems like the perfect dream team game. Bring together the entire squad of people I would love to make a game and make a soundtrack and uh they're all there. Yeah, I, I think sometimes people uh complain that a sequel is just more of the same. But when people, when a developer tries to do something new, like in this instance, trying to update uh, an old franchise into the modern day uh, with new composers, new musicians, new kind, new types of music as well, uh, people complain as well. So there's no pleasing some people. <laughs> Either you want a full-blown sequel with some new ideas or you just want more of the same. Just choose one. Don't complain so much. Be happy. Just enjoy okay. the fact we got it. I mean, how how long, how many different versions of Streets of Rage 4 have we kind of seen leaked or prototyped or come out as different games over the years and we finally got this one? True, it, true. Just, just be it, glad this is Streets of Rage 4 and not Sonic the Hedgehog 4. <laughs> Sonic 5, did someone say? Ah, yes, that's not .mu's next, uh, next project. <laughs> I am, Sonic, I am honestly Sonic .mu and Lizard Cube. Like I, they are definitely on developers I would keep an eye on. I remember when they did the, they did a demo pitch for Kid Chameleon, and ever since then, it just looks like they're going after classic Sega stuff. And I can't, like, as much as I'm hyped for Streets of Rage Four, I already want to know what they're doing after that. Do, do you remember? Um, remember? <laughs> did you see actually yesterday the the I quack shot pitch? That was going. Yeah, that was oh, an actual pitch. You know, hours. yes, yes, that was an actual Disney, pitch. Disney though. didn't like, pick it up, but that yeah. was that looked amazing. That looked amazing. <laughs> it's it's such One a shame. Of the meanest April Fool's jokes I've ever seen on the internet. Oh, I've never wanted something so more. See, oh. the, th- the thing that the the key to my heartstring would have been if it was a remake of the NES DuckTales, but we already had that, so Quackshot is a close second place. Actually, no, close second place would be Castle Illusion. We also got that. They've been quite good at remaking yeah. the Disney games I like. <laughs> I'm Quackshot's still the waiting third on... place. Oh, my heartstrings. 
<laughs> give me give me rescue rangers, man. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I have quick shot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and as as we're talking about this, Limited Runs just said uh, Streets of Rage 4 from Dot AMU Lizard Cube and Guard Crush is available to pre order in physical format now through its digital release date. Secure a copy now in standard or classic editions. So there was a tweet there that I will share, try to share uh, on Discord. Eclipse asks, what happened to Hideki Naganuma? He's tied up with Family Guy, so he can't <laughs> yeah. really... Uh... He's too busy making Family Guy remix. I saw today that he renamed his YouTube channel as well, so <laughs> there is truly no hope left for Streets of Rage 4. He's got more important priorities to be meeting at the moment. <laughs> exactly. So, sadly, he's too tied up with that, and so no Streets of Rage 4 for him. Boo. Okay, so that's it for upcoming games, uh, bar one. That That's the next one that's coming because Persona 5 Royal technically is already out, but we have Sakura Wars coming out in late April, I believe. Who's planning on getting it? I am. Yep. I am. I forgot it was coming out, but I think I probably <laughs> will be, yeah. <laughs> I know Ryan is really, really excited about this. Right? Yeah, I mean, I, like, obviously it, it would be ridiculous to call myself a Sakura Wars fan, um, because, like, literally one game has ever been released in English, um, but, you know, I loved, I always, like, I was always fascinated by the series, um, you know, like, seeing it in, like, um, like, old issues of, like, gaming magazines and stuff, like the Saturn and then the Dreamcast versions. Um, it always seemed like something, like, really cool and special, but it always kind of stayed in Japan. Um, so when, uh, when So Long My Love came out on, uh, PS2 and Wii, um, god, I don't even know how many years ago. Uh, it was a 15. while ago. <laughs> 15 Jesus. years um yeah yeah wow. i think it is 2005 yeah oh my goodness um i was like day one for that and like i i loved it like it was such like a cool um combination of like you know a visual novel dating sim slash like strategy rpg um and i don't know it's just i think it's just the way that like um, all those parts kind of come together, um, and just knowing, you know, and appreciating the legacy of the series in Japan, um, like, I thought it was really cool when, you know, a, a few years ago, Sega, you know, in Japan, they did that survey of, like, Japanese fans, like, what, uh, you know, what, uh, Sega franchise do you want to see come back? And people voted and, you know, it was like overwhelmingly they voted for Sakura Wars, Sakura Tyson. And, um, and so then, you know, they revealed that and said they were going to make a new one. And I thought, you know, that was just such a cool thing for a company to do. Um, you know, especially a company like Sega and, um, and so, yeah, like, I was, like, I was really excited for, like, the, you know, the Japanese fans and stuff at that time. But then I wasn't really expecting a localization. Um, so when it finally was announced and that it was, like, Sega actually publishing it, because um, they didn't publish the um, PS2 and Wii one, um, 
but yeah, when they announced it and stuff, and then, you know, as they, they're like posting about soccer wars on social media all the time and stuff, like it's kind of surreal. Um, as with like everything Sega, uh, these days, it's, uh, it's very <laughs> surreal, but, um, I'm, you know, I'm, I think the game looks super cool and yeah, I'm, I'm really, I'm really glad the localization's happening and, uh, I'm definitely there day one for it. Awesome. Yeah. Rick, I think you're excited as well. Yeah, it's been... And he says a, no. <laughs> it's oh, it's okay. been a long time, like you say, about 15 years since the last one came out. So I, like, I, I wouldn't exactly either call myself like a huge diehard fan. I mean, I haven't gone as far as to try and get hold of translations and play, you know, unlicensed versions and that kind of thing. But definitely... Ever since, like, uh, um, uh, the, the DS game, uh, Tactics, uh, man, my brain completely fails on me at the minute. Ever since Final they Fantasy? brought back Fire Emblem, and they oh. made Fire Emblem all about, like, <laughs> dating and romance and, and team, you know, oh, natures yeah. and relationships and stuff, it's been, when is Sakura Wars coming back? Because this is, like, the perfect time. Mm-hmm. You would be crazy not to lean into that and go, well, you like that kind of thing? Well, here's a franchise that's always been doing it. You know, you know, cash in on that market, right? Introduce it to the people because they would play it. So it's nice to see them actually doing it. And when they first, you know, when they did the survey and announced they were going to be bringing stuff back, everybody had fingers crossed. Everybody was hoping for stuff. And it's an actual real game. It's not like when they said, hey, we're bringing back Fantasy Star and they gave us Idola, right? Like it's an actual new installment in the franchise. So they get points for that because, you know, I'm still kind of burned about Idola, it's not fun. But hey, you know. there's sort of words around here. <laughs> but yeah, right? Like, it's a new game in the franchise, so hopefully, who knows what we'll see, right? A couple of years, you could have one of these guys in Smash. It's, you know, kind of crazy enough these days that it could happen, or you'll see some kind of Project X Zone crossover game where we have, like, Fire Emblem X Sakura Wars, right? Like, the, the rules are out the window now. Anything could happen. Yeah. Yeah, I I've never played any of the, the previous games, and as I said, uh, JRPGs are not my thing. But I, I definitely have to, to pick this one up because you know, <laughs> it's it's a, a classic franchise, and I need to see it for myself. It, it it looks interesting to say the least. The mechanics, the relationships, and all of that. So hopefully, it'll be fun. I'm hoping we get some kind of special edition like with uh, Valkyria Chronicles 4 which came with an actual tank because it came with yeah. a tank. <laughs> it came with a tank. Yes, an actual, actual tank. model tank. Yes. You're going in two completely different directions here as uh, as prompted by Casey. An actual <laughs> tank or a model tank? An, an Boy, actual tank. more impressive. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you if you try to um, look for gifts of Panzer Dragoon, you'll probably get tanks instead of dragons, because of Panzer. The word Panzer brings up tanks. Just a nice, you know. nice you know, a trivia, you know, for for you guys. <laughs> just, just thought you'd bring that up. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, and speaking of Valkyrie Chronicles, great game, great series. So. That's why I'm hoping I get into Sakura Wars as well. Because previous to Valkyrie Chronicles, I never thought I'd love 
a strategy RPG. I know it's a little bit different, uh, but uh, it's it's one of my favorite games ever, one of my favorite series ever. Now, so hopefully, I enjoy this one as well. What about you, Viper? Planning on getting it as well? Day one? Yeah, it's not one of those games I'm actively anticipating. Unlike it seems, um, our other two guests of the night, so to say, but. <laughs> I'm kind of anticipating it, but I'm not hyped because I don't really know what to expect. Because like you, we've established not a fan of JRPGs, not a fan of the kind of genre of Sakura Wars, uh, because it doesn't really fall into JRPG, but it kind of does at other points in time. Um, I don't really know what to expect from it. It's just this like anomaly of a game. A, we didn't think another one would ever come out. We just kind of thought they buried the franchise and... B, it was always kind of quirky when it was around. It wasn't really like anything else on the market. In some ways it was, in some ways it wasn't. So I, I'm not quite sure, but that's kind of the joy of it. Pick it up, see if I like it. If I don't, I can put it down. If I do, I can continue <laughs> playing it. But I'm I'm interested to see the spin they take on it, because supposedly from what I hear, this um, it's a lot less turn-based than previous games in the series, because supposedly by CS1, which is... Um, partially formed of the Valkyria team and partially formed of the Yakuza team or what used to mm-hmm. be those two teams supposedly is what I hear uh, and also parts of Sonic team are apparently working on it but it seems like this uh, interesting combination of developers but apparently they've kind of uh, sli- uh, I was going to say spiced up the gameplay there we go, that's the word I was looking for it kind of spiced it up and added some different elements to it from what people are saying I know the game's out in Japan so I could kind of um, gauge that for myself by looking at some footage but I'm interested to see where they take it because the combination of teams in play here probably all my favourite teams in Sega at this current moment in time so it's it will be um, interesting to see where they can take the franchise if they can do anything different or if it's something that will appear to, appeal to me and I just never really knew it um, that's my stance now I'll be picking it up hopefully launch day but you know money might be tight at the moment we'll see if, I, if I'm still in a job in the next month um, and I haven't spent all my money on toilet roll and uh, and uh, what's the other essentials people are hoarding uh, bread, milk that sort of thing if I'm not hoarding no that no 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 time, just, just toilet roll yeah, yeah just, exclusively toilet Japanese roll Japanese import yeah. CDs yeah they, yeah they work as that I mean they've got 20 page booklets in each one so you know if I ever run out of toilet roll <laughs> <laughs> and likewise, uh, Sakura, Sakura Wars as well, if I don't end up liking it. Um, sorry to say, uh, it might be the only thing left in the house by the time I'm done. I neglected to spend my money on that. So I, I like how you described your experience with Sakura Wars. Like uh, you were buying fruit or something. I'll pick it up, see if I like it. And if not, I'll put it back down again. So, <laughs> so basically, I'll return it to the store and it, claim it's faulty because it's, it's, I just scratched it's an the disc or something. <laughs> Yes. Sakura Wars this... is essential, and it actually kind of is essential. If you're a Sega fan, I would <laughs> highly recommend, even if you're not interested, you pick this up. Because this, in my opinion, will be the game that tells Sega, we want more of the quirky stuff. Uh-huh. That was Yakuza Zero's job, and look look at kind of the renaissance that game selling well sparked. Mm-hmm. If you want that to happen again, I think Sakura Wars is the title we need to back. It proves to Sega that we want more obscure Japanese, or not obscure, but, you know, in our sense, obscure Japanese media in the West. We want more of this. Even if you're not interested in the game or genre, I think Sakura Wars is going to be kind of the horse to back in that sense. Yes. We are all perverts here as well, so do bring some of those (laughs) games to the West as well. That's the message you're wanting to send. Yeah, that was what I was trying to get across. Exactly. Yes, 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 yes. yes. 
<laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> and on that positive note, we have one last topic. We've been uh, talking for a while, um, but Sorry. we have one last topic to... No, no. It's really, really <laughs> fun to, to hear you guys share your opinions. Um, one last topic. The 60th anniversary of Sega. So your thoughts on that? Uh, Resident SC, SD says, "Speak for yourself." No, that not not me speaking. It's it's Viper. Yeah, he wants us to say that that we are all perverts. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> no comment. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I'll let you steer your own way in this in this conversation, Casey. No matter what. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I give. I'm not touching this. <laughs> Uh, Sega's uh, Sega's uh, celebrating uh, their 60th anniversary soon, and so they've launched uh, a website, uh, 60th.sega.com, and a catchphrase, Go Sega. So what do you guys make of this? (laughs) Yes, yes, the slogan, Go Sega. (laughs) I genuinely thought for ages that was just the font kind of not working in their favor, and I thought it was meant to say 60. Oops. (laughs) <laughs> no, no, it's Go Sega. Yeah, so the uh, wow. the key message of the 60th anniversary Go Sega expresses such aspirations. The aspirations that are be- uh, above that I didn't read. Uh, this year, 60 years will have passed since Nihon Gorakubusan Company Limited, uh, the predecessor of Sega, was established on June 3rd, 1960. We are indebted to everyone who has supported the Sega Group for many years and would like to express our deep gratitude to all of you. We want to astonish the world with breathtaking experiences that no one in the world has ever imagined. Like all the perverts. We want to be a company that continues to provide inspirational experiences to everyone in the world of the future. This is why we must overcome all obstacles and keep taking on new challenges. The key message, Go Sega, expresses such aspirations. Sega ta Sanjiro. Okay. Um, thoughts. What is this all about? Just uh, some beautiful words? Or is there a deeper meaning behind this? Um, what, what are they the... planning? What if the deeper think? meaning comes to fruition, A, because current climate, and B, because we know what happens <laughs> when they celebrate big anniversaries in the past. There's one that comes to mind, but there's others that also come to mind. Um, I have a very different perspective on this as someone who watches from the outside during, and I'm sure Rick also, from knowing Rick as a mad merch collector, will have probably a very angry view on this at the fact that it's exclusive merch. Um, but aside from that, uh, it's interesting for me because I think people are going to build this up to be way bigger than it is as usual. I think it's just a celebration of the heritage. Might have one or two games that have like the logo on the box. But I think people are already going into it expecting way too much. Like We saw from that initial teaser, people wanted Virtua Fighter and they were very disappointed when it wasn't Virtua Fighter. <laughs> I saw some people think that it was Virtual On as well from an image of a man in judo slash karate gear standing in a fighting pose. They thought that was a mecha fighting game. <laughs> And they got very disappointed, uh, very sweary, when it actually turned out that it wasn't virtual on. But the point is, people already have really high expectations for what this is going to be. So I can say right now, it's never going to meet those expectations. If you've set them <laughs> that high for yourself, that you're going to get all these franchises, they're all going to come back for this one miraculous year, it's not going to happen. But if you look at it from the perspective of, okay, it's just a nice way of celebrating the heritage. They've got a nice little website going. They might run some competitions. They might slap the logo on the boxes of some games they've already got coming out. And yeah, I think it's a 
nice little way of celebrating. But outside of that, um, people are going to obviously build themselves really high expectations. They're not going to be met. You know, um, <laughs> the sun and the moon aren't going to collide <laughs> this year like like people seem to think is going to happen on Sega's 60th anniversary. So I think there will be people who are let down. But likewise, there. If you don't set your hopes too high and then something amazing comes out like we had Fantasy Star Online 2 out of nowhere last year, maybe something like that could happen, not to say it will. But if that comes out of nowhere and you're not expecting it, it's going to be much more interesting. So keep your hopes low so you don't get disappointed, I think is actually the... <laughs> the turn, that's the that's turn the life lesson of the week. <laughs> yes, life lesson of the week. Always. Keep that, I mean, hopes that's good, that's good advice in general, but I think <laughs> exactly. especially right now, like I would not be expecting like tons of new games, like huge new games from Sega or any company right now. Um, you know, in the immediate future, and I mean, I think. Like, my first thought with this was, like, you know, it's cool, Sega celebrating their legacy, um, you know, branding it, and then the stuff they were doing with, like, switching, like, the Sega Forever, you know, social channels over to, like, more of, like, a celebration of legacy, I thought was really cool. Um, Like, you know, talk about that stuff, celebrate that stuff. You know, Nintendo does it like crazy and like it's super successful and fans love it. Um, But like also, I mean, you consider like the success of like the the Genesis Mini, the Mega Drive Mini. um, I think like my first thought was like, oh, I wonder if they're going to do more mini hardware. Like maybe we'll get a little Game Gear or, you know, or a um little dreamcast or something um but i think like hardware so like new software like that that stuff's kind of like off the table for you know the next like three to 18 months i think um so yeah i would like to just you know see some uh you know just some like maybe like history some like translated interviews uh some cool like new information stuff like that uh popping up um maybe some like digital releases of stuff um you know maybe a couple cool new localizations um but yeah i don't i don't really know what else to kind of expect from that other than like i think it's cool that you know sega is just acknowledging their history and sharing it with the world and people are celebrating it Mm -hmm. yeah i think we're we should expect merch but sadly just for japan so yeah lots of merch There has been one key piece of merch which is going to be a giveaway and they're only giving away 60 pieces Mm -hmm. so that's going to be expensive that'll be on ebay in a few years so not to worry (laughs) <laughs> you, 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 it's a giveaway, right? So you can enter by sending a message up to 100 characters, which is yes. not a lot, uh, to be displayed on, on the website. The 60 posters chosen at random, so they're not going to read all the messages. So maybe if you just just slap something into there, into the, the, the form, like, screw you, Sega, or something, maybe... There's a chance you can win all these goodies as well because they're not going to read everything. 60 posters chosen at random will receive exclusive 
exclusive limited edition commemorative gifts, like, um, for example, like the things that Rick has been sharing on Discord, like this little bag, a chalk bag. <laughs> Just imagine them if you're listening to the yes. podcast. Um, mm, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> Nice yes, brown you can, you bag. You can go to the, the website that I just mentioned, 60th.sega.com. I'll link to this in the show notes and you can take a look for yourself. But yeah, I think you guys are right. Don't get your hopes up. Never do in life. Always dream <laughs> small. Uh, and you'll Never be Never get excited about anything. <laughs> anything. <laughs> Especially Sega. <laughs> Avoid <Yeah>. disappointment. <laughs> Just remember, some games may take 15 years to get a sequel. <laughs> Go or Sega. seven years to come into English. Sega, Sega, Sega. <laughs> One thing that I'm excited about is Sega Shiro. Uh, the son of Segata San Shiro, right? Um, Not canonically, that's... apparently. We were having this conversation in chat earlier. According to the deep lore of the commercials, he is not his son. But I'm sure you'll get so, into why he is his son. Wait, so he died before he left a descendant in this world indeed <gasps> he's too focused on he's too focused on uh, his martial arts in order to uh, i don't know i guess settle down and have children so canonically yeah sadly segashiro uh, might be an orphan and we just didn't know it <laughs> my god deep stuff i know especially yes, yes. especially for I, a thursday night we're going into i don't Friday, know what to say happy. to that yes uh th- you know, this is what time. you can expect from the Sega Lounge Live on Radio Sega. Uh, <laughs> so Never new, will happen again. <laughs> more, more news on uh, Sega's uh, 60th anniversary soon when we get any, if we get any. Um, if we don't all die by then. That was That's positive one to no, end no. on. And with that note, <laughs> yes. goodbye. <laughs> J- Jamie says uh, Sigata Sanchiro never died. He ended up flying through the race of ages. Ah, canon right there. Yes. The lore. Amazing. Thanks for sharing that. You know, uh, I mean, <laughs> like, it, su- it sucks, obviously, that Sega Sanchiro died. Um, but I think, like, he died for the greatest cause in the world, which is the Sega Dreamcast. And I think, like, all of us could only hope to be so lucky. <laughs> yes, to die for, for the Sega console. Dreamcast. Yes, yes. <laughs> Truly an well, we don't know that he can't breathe in space. That's true. Maybe mm. his powers include that. Maybe he'll come back one day. It's all yes. in the mind. Okay. On that note. <laughs> the Dreamcast Mini comes back, I guarantee he'll be back. <laughs> well, yes. we're back to die again, just to a smaller missile this time. A gumbullet, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> Excellent. Well then, so that those were the topics we had to discuss. We'll take a quick break. Uh, if you're listening to the radio show. Uh, <laughs> so thank you, by the way, to Viper, Rick, and Ryan for coming on the Sega Lounge. Thank you very much for sharing your opinions, sharing your thoughts, and your low, low, low expectations regarding Sega's 60th anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
Welcome back to the Sega Lounge. Thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed the conversation between myself, Viper, Rick, and Ryan. Uh, this was the first roundtable, live roundtable we did on Radio Sega. Hopefully the first of many. Uh, maybe we'll have themed ones in the future as well. If you have any suggestions, let me know. kc at radiosega.net or uh, tweet at the Sega Lounge. Let us know your thoughts, your suggestions for some of our other live shows, some of our other roundtables and themed special episodes. So that's it for this week's episode. As I said in the beginning, I won't take long to say goodbye because this has been a long enough episode already. But let me just talk about something very, very important, something that I usually do, I usually ask for your reviews on Apple Podcasts, for example, on Podchaser as well. Podchaser is a website that's all about finding new podcasts and reviewing them, finding out the ones that are better suited for you. So if you want to leave a review of the Sega Lounge on Podchaser, you can do so. And there's another reason to do so other than just because I asked you to and because that helps me. Uh, you can do that because uh, from now until the 16th of April, Podchaser will give 25 cents for each review that people leave on any podcast to the COVID-19 response fund. This is an US-based fund, but as I know, most of my listeners are in the USA, if you want to help, especially support Meals on Wheels, uh, which is America's uh, COVID-19 response fund to help uh, deliver nutritional meals and uh, social interaction to those who need the most, to the elderly and others. So if you want to help this, you can just leave a review of the Sega Lounge on podchaser.com. Just go to podchaser.com. Search for the Sega Lounge and leave your review. Furthermore, if the podcast replies to the review, they will give out another 25 cents. So that's my commitment to this cause as well. If you leave me a review, I will reply as soon as I get an alert and then we will both help out this great cause to help out the people who need the most help these days with all this craziness going on in the world. Again, don't forget to keep yourself and your loved ones safe. These are trying times, as I'm always saying. These are indeed weird, weird times. Hopefully we can all get through this together. Count on the Sega Lounge for some entertainment, some distraction, hopefully some good distraction, some good entertainment. I hope you've been enjoying the last few episodes we've put out. Next week, I'll be back with another interview. Next week is a regular show, but it's a great interview. I will be welcoming back to the Sega Lounge Johnny Gioelli of Crush 40. And what a great interview it'll be. I hope you join me then for another episode every Friday on thesegalounge.com. On your favorite podcast service, you can find a new episode and occasionally live on Radio Sega with some random craziness, some added random craziness. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you stay safe, stay home, and I will see you all next week. Bye-bye. The Sega Lounge. 
hosted by me, KC, and part of Radio Sega's network of radio shows and podcasts. Theme song by OSC. Find them at opensciencecollective.com. Got any suggestions? Drop me an email to kc at radiosega.net or send me a voice message on anchor.fm slash the Sega Lounge. You can find previous episodes of the Sega Lounge by going to anchor.fm slash the Sega Lounge and wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. Music